Hey fadies, I'm DM Brad, and this is Chapter 3, Episode 10 of The Fate of Ison. Thanks for downloading, listening, and recommending us to a friend. Some of our regular listeners might have noticed some issues with our feed this past week, due to migrating from our old podcasting host over to Necropodicon. Sorry to anyone who's been confused or inconvenienced by the move, hopefully everything is all back to normal now. Psst, please let me know if it's not... In exciting news, our family-friendly spin-off show, The Gigantic Adventures of Jeff and Simon, is officially live! Boom! Whoop whoop! Additional celebratory onomatopoeia. It's about a mouse and a pigeon going on an adventure in a strange new realm adjacent to Ison. We use the suited RPG system by Escapebox Games, and it's ever so fun and wholesome. Check out The Gigantic Adventures of Jeff and Simon wherever you listen to podcasts. Who helps make this show happen, you ask? Our bomb diggity supporters over on Patreon. That's Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blyseth, CyJ Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamata, and Sam Malcolm. Right, recap, go. Last time, Banfor commissioned a brand of the symbol of Sorghumul, then used it to subjugate an entire gang, the Poison Tip. He left them with a mission to recruit more members and spread the word about his new drug. Marley got expensive noble box tickets to the upcoming event at the Killing Grounds, then ventured to the Worship District to try and make amends with Urzak, the God of Chaos. Um, cool, 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 cool. Jimmy, do we do? Wrong podcast. Sorry. Juicy do do we do? Um, hey everybody, it's Fade of Us and time. I am Brad, the DM. <laughs> terrible, I love it. <laughs> terrible, I love it. The title of your sex tape. Um, <laughs> Brad, our sex tape. <laughs> yes, Oliver. Um, oh, I am. Oh god, I'm DM it's Brad. the second episode. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting here with Oliver Scripps and Jules Burgesser, and we're playing Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition because that's how we roll the die. Hey Brad, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm not drinking anything. You're drinking bacon grease, Brad. I am drinking bacon um, and egg protein. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. L- this is how you drinking egg protein? <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> <So> <laughs> That's just Second you fucking episode recording. <laughs> Drink, drinking egg protein, totally your sex tape. <laughs> That's the sound of you doing that. Oliver. I don't even know Oliver. how much of that we're going to be able to keep. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, so, <laughs> so, last time on uh, whatever this is, um, <laughs> I don't we- even know what episode... Can I don't we even know what episode. Again? <laughs> okay, it's uh, again. <laughs> I am DM Brad, and I'm sitting here with. Hi, I'm Jules, and I play Marley Craft, the half elf bard ranger, with her pet Hodge. Yay! And I'm Oliver, unaware of this new introduction format, which leaves it up to us to decide who goes when and creates an awkward pause that no one enjoys. I also play Banfor Watt. The human barbarian slash blood hunter. Awesome. So last time on this thing, um, we had various goings on throughout the city of Stonewall. Um, Oliver, Accurate. not not Oliver, Banfor, um, <laughs> found himself a blacksmith uh, from which he per- uh, purchased two daggers and a custom-made iron brand with. And? with iconography similar to that of uh, Sorghumul, the god of death, and he also got a complimentary vial of acid. Um, he then used the brand to uh, intimidate an entire gang, uh, the Poison Tip, into basically becoming his underworld bitches, um, who will become his distribution network for his new drug, Excited Euphoria. Um, he then uh, spied Bruckham, the leader of the Brutes, uh, the Seven Brutes, and the self-professed boss of the Vice District. 
Uh, Marley, however, purchased uh, two noble box tickets to the upcoming event at the Killing Grounds uh, for a hefty 50 gold each. Um, and then she uh, encountered Jobler, the uh, omnipres- the omnipresent super merchant, um, and then made her way to the Temple of Urzak in the Worship District, where she uh, was surprised to find that a priest of Urzak was actually their old frenemy, uh, the Ziglamel. So there we are in this um, Temple of Urzak, where you are standing in front of an icy blue woman who knows exactly who you are and is a herald of Urzak, the god of chaos. Cool. Hate this bitch. She cocks her head in a, like mock amusement and says, I had a feeling you'd show up sooner or later, Marley Craft. Well, it made sense, didn't it? You've got to give me that. Seeking to atone for your sins? Well, I mean, I don't like killing. But if something's going to kill me, then of course I'm going to get in first. Oh, we've gone over the situation a few times back at uh, Chaos HQ, if you will, for lack of a better word. And uh, you weren't in any immediate danger from, from Chet Grish. You just decided to kill him anyway. To save your friend. Yeah, that, that, that also happens. I feel very strongly about my friends. Molly has no problems with that. She's standing there, toe-tapping with her eye, with her arms crossed, with this giant haunch of meat still over her shoulder. <laughs> what do you plan on doing with that thing, anyway? Well, I was going to try and bribe a priest to say a prayer for me or something. Whatever priests do. All right, you know what? Stop judging me with your judgy eyes, blue eyes. All right? She, like, nods her head sort of in the general direction of uh, the rooms, the back rooms, which you guys named the... Reliquary. Reliquary? Reliquary. Reliquary. It says, well, if you want to give that to one of the priests, uh, there is one back there. No, Reliquary, sorry. Uh, Absolutely right, Jules. Yeah. I I won't stop you from giving meat to the man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it made sense in my head apparently it's a custom in some places I mean I know now more than most people do the gods are bloody real <laughs> so there's not a lot I can do about the actual gods but I figure someone who's in with the god might try and do me a solid you know Yeah. and what exactly are you hoping to achieve with this uh, this gift to the priests I'm a little worried about the weird things that keep happening to Banfor after you gave us your icy chill touch, Bizzo. Oh yeah, how's that going for you? Well, I mean, to be honest, nothing's really happened to me yet, but I'm still a little worried about it. And I was kind of hoping to, like, maybe earn off some of the chill. I don't even know if it's possible. Oh, so, uh, you haven't been struck by the curse yet. That's, Uh, uh... Well, I guess odds are odds. Roll a d100 right now. Oh, God. Also, small point of order, uh, a really query, as much as it is correct to say the word, Jules, uh, it is actually a purpose-built case or cabinet for a relic of some kind, hence the term reliquary. Um, it's, the, it's the storage place of a relic. Anyway, well, I that, just wanted... That's perfect to describe where a priest hangs out. Hey, y'all! It's more of a cabinet. <laughs> Um, and as many priests are in cupboards uh, or closets, um, closets they, they yeah. tend to drag uh, young boys in there uh, rather than relics. <clears throat> I got a 39. 39. What 39. the fuck that means? <laughs> I don't know what that means. He told me to roll um, the 100. You get... Um, oh, we've had this one before. So she sort of lazily flicks a hand in your direction and you suddenly forget how your arms work they just flop to your flop to your side the big haunch of meat that you're carrying drops to the floor and you just have no idea what to do with your arms great and i'm like flinging my shoulders around and i'm like is this all you got (laughs) so my arms are crazy (laughs) still trying slap a bitch (laughs) she 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 sort of chuckles 
at your expense and then it wears off and you start to like real like get back that the sensation of like okay now i have control like now i know what to do and then she gestures her hand at you again roll another d100 <laughs> she's she's and she's she begins cat- me, she? is one of them you die forever <laughs> yeah no I think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right good. and that's the um, end of the, of the podcast uh 88 not even 88 what i got um Okay, you are blind. Great. You think not but being able to see is going to stop me? <laughs> um, she she cackles wildly, and then very suddenly, like being cut off, the sound being cut off, she just stops, and you <sighs> have no sense of if she's even still there or not. And hold you, you just hear. Hodge, <laughs> and I can't speak with animals. <laughs> Okay, um, Hodge is like, smart. Hey, hey, Molly, who? That That's the lady from the cave, right? Yeah, she's still there. I can't see. She made me go blind, annoyingly. No, no, she's gone. She's um, gone. Are you yeah. eating the meat on the ground right now? No. <laughs> uh, this probably doesn't matter. I think this was maybe a fool's errand anyway, but it was worth a go. You doing all right, Hodge? Do you like your new scarf? Yeah, this is dope. This is sick, bruh. Okay, well, I don't know how long this blind thing is going to last, so I'm just going to kind of put my hand on your hand, like your neat new scarf, and if you could maybe, I don't know, let's maybe just lead me out of here. Like, I think... We how are you going to put your can. hand on a scarf, Marley? You don't know how that works. What? You don't know how your arms work. No, no, no my arms re- are back again. Oh. Yeah. It'd be fun um, if they stacked. Yeah. <laughs> You're a tree yeah. who's blind. <laughs> You're a blind. You're a hog whose arms don't work. Also a tree. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, yeah, Hog's like, yeah, all right, I'll take you anywhere. Not Hog, Hodge is like, I'll take you anywhere you need to go. Um, and he starts leading oh, you out. For, and- no, for, for st- and then I change my mind and I'm like, is, can you smell somebody back there in the room at the back there? Um, perception. He goes, yeah, there's, there's someone back there. All right, let me back there first. I have some words okay. for these people. Yeah, he he patters confidently towards the the back of the church, and you you slowly re- you regain your sight. Like at first, your eyes are like your vision's blurry, and then it's slowly after a few blinks, it goes back to normal. Just as you're approaching like a tiny door that, or not tiny, but a small door that you yeah. weren't aware of before. Is it open or closed? It's closed. Cool. I just open it or try to. I yeah. don't know. No, it, it it opens easily. And I'd stick my head around and walk in. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it looks like an office. Um, there's like just old tomes on a bookshelf, and there's a desk where there's a halfling just flicking through a heavy ledger. And then he he like looks up and says, "Oh, uh, so I wasn't expecting anyone here. Uh, hello." And I I just pointed him, and I'm like, "Erzak is a dick. Ziglamel is a bitch. And I was going to bring you meat." Ugh. And I turn around to get him, like, go to work out. Firstly, bless me. Uh, secondly, um, uh, firstly, who? heresy, so uh, we're going to boot you. So, yeah, who, who or what is the Ziglamel? I don't understand. And meat? Are you from some? Are you not from around here? I... And I say, chaos, dick, suck it. And I walk out. As you walk out, you hear him go, I don't know what that was. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I walk out of the church, just annoyed now. And I, I, I put the, I bring out the key, the Haydet key. And I put it in the air and I turn it. And I wait now because I'm getting used to the fact that there might be messages that I've missed before I can ask things. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Shabs. It's nice to finally meet you. I I, I see you're putting that um, clockwork to great work. Aphomata is a wonderful invention. Ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> now I'm going to have to tell her. <laughs> it's not going to be anywhere near as cool. <laughs> and I 
I put into the air and I'm like, uh, like I say into the thing. I look in there just in case he's left anything in there. No, Let, I'm just hang checking. On. Pause, I'm pause, just checking. pause, pause. Let me check. I wrote ages ago that there was something in there, but I, I can't remember what or if it was even significant. Like proper, yeah, I know. But I'm just like, while I'm here, I might as well have a look. Because I'm going to grab a handful of coins to replace the 200 or 100 gold I just dropped on those two tickets. So while yeah. I'm leaning in there. Okay, yeah, there's there's nothing new in there, so you just grab your... I just grab like you a ha- another handful of gold and put it back in the purse that I carry. So nothing major, just... You know. Yep. Is um, this out on the street? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I don't people, know what it looks uh, like. I'm just like it just, putting my it, hand it, it into looks, a hole yeah. in the air, right? Yeah. Well, it looks. Yeah. There is a hole in nothing, but there's also sort of reality has opened up. Like there is a door, like a square of reality with a key hanging out of it, like the door yeah. of a locker. But it's mm-hmm. it's just the it just I don't know. It's reality, <laughs> and then there's a dark hole of nothing where that okay. square was cool. the people are taking a, making a wide berth around you and, and like the, peering in well my face kind of looks like thunder still anyway so i'm not surprised i look like the angriest fucking half elf ever in the nicest clothing reaching into an abyss of nothing i'm probably turning drow that's probably what they're thinking um so yeah, so I, okay, and then I, I say, I'm about to go to your bloody temple, hey there, because the last one turned out real good, in case you didn't see that. Anything you want me to say to the priests when I get there, and I close the door, and I turn the key, and I put the key back on me, and I start walking to the Tadea temple. Okay. The flashiest um, one, the biggest one I can say. Yeah, so there are a few, um, and yeah, there is definitely one that is flashier than the rest. Um, but before you go in, we'll hop over to Banfort, who uh-huh. is uh, pursuing uh, Bruckham, the big ogre, who is the leader of the Seven Brutes. Um, you saw him duck behind a corner as you emerged from the um, uh, poison tip. Uh, uh, Banfort head, has uh, palmed the uh, vial of acid, um, and, okay. is, and it is concealed in his hand at easy, easy reach. And his uh, other hand is, is resting nonchalantly on his belt, not so far from the short sword that he carries now. Okay, so you've armed yourself with a few deadlies. <clears throat> Describe uh, and, your and um, is generally meandering. Uh, takes the other side of the street so that he comes around the corner, some feet away from the corner itself, and yep. is just sort of looking to rule the world uh, like he's just out for a lovely wander. Okay. Uh, yeah, you round the corner and then you, just like you, just like before, as you, as the alley comes into view, you see like just the the back of Bruckham's ankle as he then ducks around a different corner. You get the impression this is like a bit of cat and mouse. Uh, is there an alleyway that I can cut down to head him off? Um, you the way he turned you could probably you, you figured you could probably like go to like the next street like past this current block unless he uh, takes another route uh Banfor cuts uh down a side street and uh attempts to head Bruckham off um so at the uh, edge of the alley and street uh Banfor leans against the uh corner and uh just sort of pokes his head out okay uh yep you see bruckham um uh walking away and he's not taking like evasive measures you get the impression that maybe you just happened to be looking as he was ducking in and out like maybe he's not trying to evade you um but you see him walking away from you down uh, a narrow street with purpose he's clearly going somewhere uh therefore follows closely Okay, um, I'll get him to roll perception. He doesn't notice. He How close walking. can I get? Uh, roll me stealth if you're trying to be stealthy. I'm trying to get as close as possible without him noticing. Yeah. Uh, ooh. <laughs> uh, I have plus two stealth. That's crazy. Unnatural 20. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, you get right up on him because he only got a six for his perception. So you can get within feet of him. How does he generally hold himself? Uh, does he walk with is he looking around does he walk with, like does he is he a mouth breather does he have his mouth open yeah, while he's walking he's, he's, he's definitely a mouth breather um he he's got very big stocky barrel shaped torso um mm-hmm. and he he's you know seven feet tall very wide and he walks as if anything that comes into his way will just either move out the way or get knocked out the way this is a man with like Big natural swagger. So we're about the same height. Yep, but he's much wider than you. He's like four of you. I mean, you've fought ogres before, but and murdered them in a different circumstance. Yes. Did I destroy them? Uh, Combined with um, uh, Bedemus, the Death Demon's help, you destroyed a lot of them. Yeah. But 1v1, he'd be a problem. Uh, maybe. Try him out, if you want, if that's what you're doing. I have a secondary pathway that I would like to investigate. But if okay. it goes wrong, then I will be fighting him in the street. I mean, this, uh, guy has, this guy has invited you personally to join his fight club. I mean, I'd prefer to just kill him. This will go whatever way you want it to, my friend. <laughs> And then, bloop, he turns into the Ziglamel. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Okay. Everyone could be the Ziglamel. (laughs) This is a really, uh, this is definitely a a defining point for me. Um, And as to whether I want to do the thing that Brad has created and obviously has spent time on, or if I want to do something that is potentially extremely badass and brutal and horrible and would be really fun. This whole world has just been created so you guys can play and have silly times. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm behind whatever you want to do. I don't know if this happens as a skill challenge or whatever, but the thing that I would like to do um, is while he is unaware of it, slip the vial of acid into his mouth and then choke him real hard so it breaks in his throat. (laughs) Okay, um, this is going to be a contested grapple check. You get advantage because he's currently unaware of you. I mean, when you got acid, you got to do acid things, man, you know? Okay, okay. Contested grapple check with advantage. What's my grapple modifier? Unarmed uh, strike? Uh, no, it'll be athletics. Yeah. Plus six. So I have a 19. Okay. Let's see what this little bad boy does for you. <laughs> ooh! <laughs> and I... Ooh. Okay, if, if we're going with uh, him having decks to try and react and position himself into not you know, letting you do this. That is a 17 minus 1, 16. Oh my god. Oh my god. You successfully grab this ogre from behind and shove this vial of acid into his mouth. Uh, and then leaning back, uh, for arm bars him across the vial that's in his throat, uh, breaking it and pulling um, him onto his back. And okay. holding him in place, hopefully. Cool. So um, now we're going to roll initiative because this is going to become a struggle for his survival. Fantastic. Okie dokie. Mm, I am going to spend a luck point. Okay. He's got an 18. Okay, that is slightly frustrating because I have to use luck points before I know the outcome. Oh, so no, you had already chosen to do it anyway. I can spend more than one. Oh, sorry. That's okay. I have a 14. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, so you pull him down and you're, so you're under him, right? Uh, I'm on my back, he's lying in front of me and I'm arm barring him across the throat. Okay, cool. So uh, in that case, he's just going to try and um, fight out of your grip. So you roll another athletics. Without advantage. I think you should have advantage, but I'm going to say no. Because he's got a throat full of acid. He's going to be fighting desperately, though. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to spend a luck point. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same result. Um, And I'm athletics. Yep. Uh, It's an 11. Okay, he's got a 15. Um, So he manages to wrench himself free, and I'd say, like, he throws his body forward away from you, putting like a couple of feet distance, and now it's your turn. Uh, and he's like, cough, he's coughing blood onto the onto the cobbled pavement. Uh, four aims a punch at his throat. <laughs> um, it would probably be the, <laughs> like the back of his neck because he's on his hands and knees. He's on the on his hands and knees. Uh, okay, then uh, four will. So he's on his hands and knees, coughing blood and glass. Yep. So that's great. Uh, and uh, Banffor will uh, straddle his back and again uh, wrench his hands away from his throat uh, and mouth to stop him from clearing his airway. And um, so in that attempt to again grapple his throat uh, and hold him in a position where the acid can do its beautiful work. Okay, another grapple. This is just a fight of grapples. Yeah, we're two big lads. Okay, roll, roll your athletics grapple. I'm going to spend a luck point. Because <laughs> that was a natty daddy and I don't want to turn into a tree. Um, that is a 24. Okay, yeah, that beats his 19, so you managed to um, get another, like, you from behind, like, again, wrap tightly around his throat. And, um, back onto my back. Yep, and you basically get straight back to where you were, and so this is just a battle of wills at this point. He's going to try and do the same, same thing again. <laughs> I'm out of luck. He's going to try and break out of it. Right. He's got an 18. Net 20. You bastard. Not even kidding. Not even kidding. <laughs> Not even kidding. Holy shit, fuck me. Christ. <laughs> um yeah, so he he makes he makes this really valiant effort to like like tug himself out of your grip, but then you just just at the right um time just manage to squeeze hard enough to get all the wind from his his sails and pin his body to you. And but he manages to wheeze out a like, Why are you doing this? And that's that's his turn. Uh, Banfor uh, whispers in his ear why the fuck not <laughs> it's very god of chaos um, I'd say he's taking acid damage with every turn how many turns is that three yep and, and throat acid damage I'll have you know <laughs> yep okay so what's your turn uh, Banfor's turn how far? So, what's going on in the street around us? Can I perceive that during the combat? Um, yeah, I'd say you could. Yeah, use your turn to have a look around while you're holding him, if you want. I mean, your general perception is that it's just an alleyway with a couple like garbage cans, maybe a stray cat or two. There's no activity that you that you that you're aware of without actively perceiving. I'm growing less and less sure as to why I'm killing this man, but it's also very fun. Um, Banfor goes for the coup de grace, uh, draws his filleting knife, and um, puts it between his neck and collarbone, and uh, presses in deep, tearing across to his other shoulder. Okay, yep, with advantage, uh, make a dagger attack. So that'll be uh, plus six. Uh, plus six on a net 20. Okay, so net 20, so you double damage, roll uh, 2d4 plus your strength. <laughs> uh, so three, 
three, six plus strength is six, so 12. Uh, 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 uh. Just calculating how badly this guy is getting brutalized. Um, cool. He, uh, yep. So you open up this wound on the side of his neck and back and you just basically tear him open and blood splatters all over you and the alleyway uh, and he I mean all uh, he's given up now on trying to pull out of your grip he's figured he's you know his time is running out he's going to lose strength rapidly he's just going to try and punch you in the head from behind just like swing his up fist to really smack you one and he gets a fucking nat 20 as well <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh man, this is two two brutes, man. So so he's got a knife in his chest by the throat, acid and glass in his fucking oh. body. Nice. He does sixteen damage with a punch to your head. Oh, I didn't even go into rage. Nope. I'd say that's enough damage for you to let go of your grip. Or oh, I have disadvantage. On continuing okay, attack. you you choose. You let go, or you have disadvantage on the next grapple. So I'm currently filleting his throat, and I just got punched in the head real hard. Um, Bamfor will uh, kneel up on his back, draw his short sword, and start stabbing him uh, through the spine repeatedly. Uh, okay. While entering a rage. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you just, that knock to the head was enough to make you like grit your teeth, turn purple, and be like, Grrr! yeah. Um, pull out the short sword and continue your struggle for survival. Or roll a short sword attack, plus six, okay. and the damage damages are d6 if you succeed. Uh, Seventeen plus six, so uh, twenty-three to hit. Yep, that is most definitely a hit. So roll and d6 plus strength. D6 plus six. Um, nine plus two okay. plus two. Okay. Because I'm raging. Yep. Okay, so, so 11, 13. 13. Cool. Uh, um, and you also get a second attack. Oh, that's true. Right. Um, same again. So it's okay. uh, it's two. Yeah, two, two best stabs, two big pierces. Um, seventeen to hit. Yep, that's a hit. Yeah, fuck yeah it is. I thought that's 6 damage plus 6, 12, plus 2 plus 2, so uh, 16 damage. Describe the way Bruckham dies. Um, his cervical spine is severed um, and he dies from the bottom up. Okay. He just loses uh, his lower half and then his lungs give out and then he dies in a pool of his own blood and acid. Okay. As he dies, his body sort of rolls over onto its back, and his his one good eye just like stares right at you in his like dying moments. Therefore, closes it and gives him a tender kiss on the forehead, uh, <laughs> and then rolls him over and um, with his still weakly pumping heart, um, pours some of his blood into his canteen, filling it. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> okay, we're going to cut back to Marley. Um, okay. <laughs> that went so weird, and I was a big fan of it. Um, before your Speak With Animals spell runs out, um, Hodge takes the opportunity to ask you what is going on with your big friend. He says, Have you, do you remember the other guy? Like, is he hanging around still? Is he still our friend? Yeah, he's still our friend. He's just he he, he has issues uh, and occasionally runs off to deal with stuff. I kind of thought we'd give him some time and he'd come back, but he hasn't really come back, which is a bit weird, to be honest. Do you want me to find him? Yeah, like I'm getting to the point where maybe we need to. Not right now. Not right now. You don't need to see this. Um, yeah. 
Like, maybe that's a thing we need to go do. So... Yeah. He's like, if you want me to, just, like, just give me, like, a signal and I guess I can go do it. My nose is better than yours. No, that's infinitely true, my friend. Yeah, I was kind of thinking we'd go to sleep and, and maybe track him down tomorrow, like, first thing in the morning. Let him know that we have the ticket and stuff. I mean, he does know that if you come to see him, then he knows to come back to the Necropodicon. Well, that was the agreed conversation, so hopefully he still remembers that. He says, okay, and then spells run out. Okay, are you still planning on going to the temple? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so you go to the, you find the most ornate of the Hadek temples, um, and it's still not that ornate. You get the general impression that people who worship Hadek worship functionality over, uh, like, aesthetics. Yeah. And that, you know, the buildings are strong. They, they, so just, like, strong, sturdy, thick columns, um, a lot of symmetry, um, there's not really that much adornment, but there is more than the very plain Urzak temple. Um, there's like a, um, a a gargoyle over the door, uh, which is weird. It, it sort of looks like a demon body, but with the head of a gnome, which looks like some strange, very strange homage to the fact that a lot of people call him the gnome god. Okay. And then it says in a few different languages over the door, to learn is to expand the universe, which is the same thing Shab said to you when you met her before. Yeah. Okay, uh, and I, I go in and I'm sort of looking around, because I'm curious, you know, like, what does a temple of Hadet look like? You know, seeing as I know well, you've, you've, it now. So I'm yeah, like, you've been in, in an ancient one underground. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sort of, like, trying to see things that that make sense to me about Hated. Like, they would know Hated or they've had communications with him and it's kind of, like, the things make sense. Does that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, it looks, uh, again, similar to a church. There's, like, rows of pews and stuff. But there's also um, a whole big area that is just filled floor to ceiling with books. And there's a few people standing around, uh, clearly scholars, of you know the various races and genders and things, all yeah. just dis- discussing these books and, and having um, academic conversations with with each other. Cool. Yeah, I I, I walk over to them, the the like the group, um of them, um and I'm like, hey hey, um, hi, I wanted to talk to someone about hate it, love hate it, love that guy, he's a great guy. Uh, who would I? Who's like the top wiggy guy around here? <laughs> top wiggy guy. <laughs> Roll me a d20 to see if they are appalled by you or not. <laughs> what, a, what am I adding to this? Nothing. <laughs> appalled by you. <laughs> that, that's a nine. They're probably pretty appalled. Uh, yeah, they're not appalled, but they're also a bit like, oh, she's, she's a... She's common. She's a bit, bit dim. These are these are intellectuals, and they want to make sure everyone knows it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, like, oh, the top, the top wiggy. You want? Is that what you want? The top wiggy. Yeah, yeah. You know, the top. You know, the priests, and they wear the robes, and sometimes the wigs. I don't know if that's a thing here. It, you you notice that there is no one in any kind of priests' robes or anything like that. Everyone's just in tidy professor-like clothes. Like cool. So I'm looking around and I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of realizing to myself, yeah, you guys don't really, you don't really do that here. That does make sense. Hey, it's not very pretentious at all. He's pretty low key, hang around the workshop kind of guy. What do you know of, of the Lord of Knowing? Well, I know the Lord of Knowing. Like we know each other, not in the knowing kind of way, but in the know kind of way, you know? Like, Are you wasting had... our time? Is this some kind of joke? This is not a joke. I'm I'm literally here because I know Hadet really well, and I thought that coming to a temple of Hadet would be like a sign of our friendship. And I thought I would talk to somebody who I, who I, who might know Hadet, and it'd be kind of like, hey, you know the guy that I know, and we could tell jokes and stories about him, and you know, it'd be really cool. 
Well, I can't honestly say anyone here or or anywhere in the realm has personally met Hadid. I mean, we all feel him in our hearts and in our minds. He's, he influences us all in our intellectual endeavors. But to meet him, no, 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 no. That's that's blasphemy. It's impossible. It's poppycock. Well, do you guys know about God hearts and stuff? I mean, you guys look pretty knowledgeable, so... And she's trying to, like, stroke the egos now, you yeah. know? So she's like, you guys look so knowledgeable. You must know all about God hearts. Yeah. Like, that just must um, be a thing. Yeah, roll charisma to see if the... And I'll see if I'll get them to roll an overall knowledge check. That was that was really close, Brad. That's a two. Uh, so this Damn isn't it. going well. Um, but my charisma is a plus eight, so that's a ten. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're they're kind of like they're they've warmed to you a little bit, but they're not on your team. They're not like all oh, right. She complimented us, so oh right on. Um, sure, they that makes look, sense. Yeah. They got a 13 as to whether or not they've heard of God Hearts, and they mutter as if they know the word, but they don't know much else. They're like, God, I think I've read that. Yeah, that's, that's come up in one of the texts, surely. I, I, that's not the first time I've heard it. What, what, is, what do you know about these God Hearts? We're, of course, <laughs> experts on the subject, but we no, would like no, to know no. what, are, what the common people know. Of course, of course, of course. And I'm sure in, in your reading and in your, in your multi-extensive um, searching, you will have come across the fact that these God Hearts are like gems or stones or whatever and and returned to their proper homes they can allow contact with the gods sort of kind of like or at least allow the gods to make contact with the earth again with the with eisen yeah okay um now that you've given them a bit more context i'll get them to roll with advantage that's a nat 20 one of them at the back of the group pipes up oh yeah, I found a book about the the, the gems, and there's uh, they help you talk to gods. I thought it was a myth or something, but I've read that. No, we met Jim the Gem, and it turned out Jim the Gem, the sword, Jim was the... actually a god heart for Hades, which we restored to a temple. And now I can kind of chat to him. I did actually mention to Hades that I was coming here, and that. If he wanted to tell you guys anything, he could leave a message. That's kind of how we talk, like through messages. But um, I didn't want to just pass that on to just anybody. I wanted that to go to like, you know, the head big wiggy. So you've personally come into contact with one of these, what, what was it? A, a god heart. One of these god hearts. Yeah. And, and I restored it to the altar and he gave me this and I pull out like my crossbow and then I'm like, oh, and this, and I show him these my are, wristwatch. <laughs> these are all academics who, as soon as you pull up a crossbow, they all freak the fuck out. Oh no, They're I'm like, not gonna oh. shoot. I'm not gonna shoot you with it, but but like it does cool things. It's like reloading automatically, and and Hate It made it do that. And and he gave me this little tiny like bell tower on my like clock tower on my wrist that I can watch, um, which is pretty cool, um. But I left a message saying I was coming here and I really want to pass the message on because I just, you know, I, I I like talking to him. I thought other people might like to talk to him. And she kind of trails off at this yeah. point because she's like, I don't really. <laughs> yeah, they all look to each other in shock. Like they don't, they, someone is telling them very earnestly that they will allow them access to talk to the God that they worship. And they don't know what to th- what to think of it at all. Sh- sh- are you are you guys high enough? Like, shall I just open it? Again, shock and awe. They don't know how to respond to you. They they don't know okay, if this I'm is a joke or something. Or don't panic. Just stay here. Let's just see if there's a message. There might not even be a message. Sometimes hate it doesn't check his messages. He gets all crazy in his workshop. You know. Uh, let me just play. Hate it if you're listening. I'm literally in your temple, so it'd be really cool if you could come through with me on this one. And I put the key in the air and I turn it and I open the door and I just, like, I'm still standing there kind of with my eyes closed and my fingers crossed, just, like, hoping. Um, what do you think I would want to say to a bunch of mortals? Well, I mean, I like mortals. I like you. I like I like Banfor and, and Trestlespoon. Um, anyway, I'm rambling. I hope you're not showing this to anyone. This is embarrassing. <laughs> Molly like hangs her head kind of 
they all look all the academics look at each other and then back at you and the like the one who's sort of taken the lead is is like this is some kind of strange magical prank surely that wasn't the god of knowledge that's well i mean he's kind of like that i know it's it's a meet your heroes moment they always disappoint you you know i really hoped he'd come through but if you want to ask him something you could throw it in there we close it and we i could just kind of chill here with you guys for a while and see if he replies uh well yeah i I guess that is i mean ask him something that that only that hate it would know you know what's something that only the god of knowledge would know maybe then you know it's hate it well i suppose we could apply some sort of scientific method to this um, yes, open your magic door. That, it's, again, it's uh, still open. He's oh, literally oh, okay. hearing this whole conversation. That's kind of how oh, it well. works. <laughs> then, okay. Um, and then leans in and whispers something that you don't hear what he says. Uh, to you, okay. it just sounds like, Cool. And I'm like, ooh, awesome. Now I can't, I didn't hear it. There's no magical pranks from me. Yeah, and then um, a different one from the group comes and like examines the watch on your wrist and says, "This thing is very amazing. I've never seen an invention like this in 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 any of my studies." You know, I gave it. He he told me to give it to this artificer engineer lady, and she smashed it, which freaked me out to begin with. But then was she, she a, put, was she a goblin? Yeah, and, but she put, <laughs> shabs. <laughs> oh she, shabs. Yeah. Shabs? She seems cool, a little distracted, but we all know Shab. She's a bit of a, a bit of a joke around these parts, to be honest. Poor yeah, well, thing, she, poor thing. She she put some of the watch thing into the little man thing that she had on her desk, and the man thing stood up and he was talking to me, and he totally looked like he was made of metal and not even a real man, but he was still talking to me, and I played Simon Says with him, and he definitely lost. So maybe not that smart, but. <laughs> Again, shock, their jaws drop as you just told them that someone in their city has invented clockwork people. <laughs> and I mean, they... Really, you guys should get out of the temple more. When did this happen? Oh, like It was today? like two hours ago. <laughs> today, I got my hair done and then I went to see Shabs and then I went to the temple of Urzak to try and get me out of this. You know, I killed a demon or whatever, and now I'm here. Demons, gods, clockwork people, who are you? Hi, I'm Molly Craft. Maybe you've heard of my family. They made craft cider. Yes, we, we used to drink craft cider. It went out of uh, yeah, some, I mean, some we, time ago. We we kind of had to pick up and move because, you know, mountain reavers and the whole Arkvale situation. Then I got kidnapped, and I assume my family's somewhere, but... You know, they don't look for me. Whatever, you know, I just make my own family. It's fine. I've got to hate it. I haven't closed the door during any of this yet, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. Uh, hate it. Hate it. I love you. Thank you for coming through for me, sort of. If you could be better this time, that would be great. And I <laughs> close the door, <laughs> take the key out, and then just kind of stand there. And I'm like, so, yeah, I don't know how long we have to wait. I mean, that was maybe 10 minutes and he left that so maybe give it another 15 in case he wants to say anything p- profound this time yeah so what so so what are you what are you reading <laughs> um yeah they fill you in on what they're reading um and you just have sort of basically a, a, a sort of a mumble conversation back and forth between a few topics so now they're all reading different things um and one of them mentions um a myth about uh, giant flying lizards that live, supposedly lived, you know, thousands upon thousands of years ago, from ancient texts passed down to other ancient texts passed down to other ancient texts, sure, and the, sure. a lot of the gr- the group are sort of like, no, no, that can't possibly be, you know. Yeah, be- and Molly would be like, well, the science isn't right, is it? Like, how are those tiny little wings supposed to live that giant body? Like, it just doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> That's what I said. That's exactly what I said. And, I mean, how do they even breathe fire? Are they wizards? I mean, can animals be wizards? I mean, only wizards and sorcerers can cast fire, right? Like, that's not a thing. And, yeah, conversations like that happen for, you know, basically until they peter out in expectation of what you're going to do next. Like, okay, well, I guess 
judging by my tiny clock tower on my wrist that I watch, um, it's it's time. Enough time has passed. So <laughs> fingers crossed again. And I basically resume the same pose. So I put the key in the door and I cross my fingers and look to the sky. Hi, Malcolm. It's great to meet one of my devout followers. 72,000. And that's, that's it? Okay, cool. Uh, and then the guy just, then the guy who spoke into the thing just goes, oh, it's hate it. It's hate it. Um, that hole is the god of knowledge. Well, um, no, it's not the hole. The hole is just a mechanism that allows me to talk to him. He's in his workshop. And he opens his door on his side and throws the answer in and then closes the door. And then I open the door on my side and the answer kind of comes out. It's supposed to be used as like a way he can pass us things that might be helpful, but we just kind of use it as an answering service. Is that where you got that crossbow and that wrist thing you watch? Yeah. I mean, you stuck your head in there, right? Like you saw all the gold. He didn't, yeah, he didn't know that there was anything to see. So he just sort of looked into like the middle distance and i'm like okay well i mean stick your head in there and look down okay yeah he does he looks down and he goes keep your hands out. oh <laughs> that's a lot of gold and gems well, and you're you're a very wealthy person what are you doing here you should be in the noble district or or something no that doesn't bother me he gave us that for restoring contact to the world i mean i guess we did him a big favor and stuff and i just wanted to pass on the contact so there you go hate it what what's a what's the daughter of of a side of farm doing with that kind of money and with direct access to demons and gods something's very fishy and then one of them sort of like goes yep and then like leaves in a hurry and i like into like a back room yeah i close the the dimension locker and put the key away safely and i say no nothing fishy i just I just, you know, I, I appreciate not being able to contact the people that you love, and I thought I would pass the contact on, and now I've done that, and now you know you're not praying to someone who doesn't exist or something weird, so I'm going to be on my way again, I guess. Um, yeah, as you say, on my way, um, you notice like a door to a back room opens, and there is um, a uh, black and gold Arkvale soldier guard who starts approaching you and if you turn to leave uh, there's also one in the door in the main doorway to the church i'm like well i mean i could leave or i could play us all a song (laughs) um they don't they stop with you know 20 odd feet either side of you um so they're not like advancing on you but they are clearly barring your exit from either either way the front door or the back door okay and the academics are all still still huddled around um and you can hear mutterings of like she did nothing wrong why why, why did and then say she's clearly up to something we can't trust this person cool that's not ideal this is all not ideal you, you flaunted too much you flaunted too much i just wanted to pass on the love why is that a bad thing I just, you know, people are such dicks, you know? I I start playing my saxophone and backing away. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'd say you can back yourself to a wall and um, uh, Hodge takes up like a defensive position in front of you. Yeah. And the, the two the two guards slow, yeah, slowly start to come in. Jurassic, Jurassic Park. How much? How much time do I get it? Do I get a minute before they attack? Sure, because they start to close in on you, but they are very hesitant because you're playing music instead of running away, which confuses yeah. them. Cool. And then they need to make a Wisdom saving for DC sixteen. Okay. Up to five creatures, it says. Okay. Yeah. The guards get um, a fourteen and a two. Okay. So they are both they're both charmed. For an hour. Um, yeah. you, is, is anyone else involved in this? Um, anybody else like if I can 
if the person that ran into the back room is watching and listening, because they have to be watching and listening. Yeah, um, you, you don't see that person. Okay, cool. So I choose three people that I can hear saying things like, she must be up to something, or things like yeah, that. So like, yeah, the leader, the one that spoke to Haydet, is one of them. Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Cool to him. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, okay, so he, he rolls a five. So those three are charmed. Yeah, which doesn't mean much other than the fact that they now think I'm kind of great. Yeah. The Arkvale guards lower their spears and they look confused as to why they're advancing on you. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm just like, guys, we don't want to attack me, do we? I mean, I just showed you like that contact with a god is possible. Now I'm going to leave it in your amazing and capable hands to figure out how you can do that yourselves. Yeah, I'd say she didn't do she didn't do anything wrong. You're just a bunch of uh, you academics just scared of scared of butterflies, ain't you? You just you, you let the lovely lady just go about her business. Thank you, absolutely. And I start walking towards the door, and they will hinder anybody who opposes me at this point. Yeah, um, no one's actively opposing you. Some of the academics are still kind of like, I don't. This is very uh, like mumbling negatively. And I'm like, thanks, guys. It's been a really great visit. I'm going to tell Haydet really good things about this temple. I'm sure he wouldn't actually, you know, punish you at all for trying to kill one of his devout followers. You know, like, there'd be no punishment coming absolutely at all for that. I mean, you guys were great. And she's, like, walking out the door saying this kind of thing. (laughs) Does that that occur to any of them? I want to know if that occurs to any people on their face. That I have uh, contact with a god. <laughs> yeah, no, they, um, they collectively rolled a three to pick up on what you're laying down, and no, they're all sort of just oblivious. The, the whole situation cool. all happened to, you know, took them all by surprise. Awesome. Okay, um, so you're back out on the street in the worship district, and Banfor, you are over the completely shredded up body of um Bruckham, the ogre mm-hmm. and to end the episode what do you do uh for gently uh with 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 an obvious sort of coming down from his rage um a sort of a, a, a somber almost regretful emotion you know he's a deep guy um carves into his forehead um, the axe and sword of Sorgamore, uh, closes his one eye, and then sort of respectfully cuts his hands off. Um, heads back to his uh, his lodgings, collects his uh, axe sword and the god heart, and makes his way to the temple of Sorgamore. Yeah, so that that's where we'll end it. Um, but so Banfor, so you are just heading in general towards where you know the worship district is. All right. Okay. And, and cool. Marley is just sitting on the road, like ruffling Hodge, being like, "That was a bit of a shame. That could have gone better." <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Yay! Yay! <laughs> That was cool as fuck. Yeah. Holy, and I mean holy heck, Marley had another run-in with the Ziglamel, herald to Urzak, the god of chaos, then revealed her secret connection to Hadet, the god of knowledge, to a bunch of strangers. That might have consequences, Marley. Oh, and Banfor is like totally a villain now, right? Acid in the throat? That was brutal. Yikes. Hey, don't forget to say hi on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, at Fate of Ison, or email us, fateofison, at gmail.com. Or you could join us on the Necropoticon Discord server and chat with us in real time, because that's a cool thing to do, just like giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Love you, and you're a cool person. Anyway, I'm DM Brad saying bye-bye. Thanks for listening. 
Hello everyone, Adam here from the Gunpowder Treason No Plot Podcast. The show you've just listened to is part of the Necropoticon Network. Visit necropoticon.com for a host of other podcasts, including our own misadventures in a 5th edition homebrew world of mad gods, crazed cults, and violent revolutions. Check out our new episodes every Monday on the Necropoticon Network.